What a fascinating yet challenging time to be a leader. And in this Leading by Nature series, I interview pioneering leaders from diverse organizations, exploring future fit leadership and organizational development. I'm Giles Hutchins, executive coach, senior advisor and author of many books, the latest being Leading by Nature, which explores the inner nature and outer nature of the organization and the inner and outer nature of the leader as they journey toward regenerative futures. Welcome to the Leaning by Nature podcast with myself, Giles Hutchins, and my guest today, Helgi Oskarsson, CEO of the Icelandic outwear brand 66 North, which has been operating for over 100 years or nearly 100 years and is Iceland's first B Corp certified business. So thank you so much, Helgi, for coming here with me today. My pleasure. We're going to dive straight in as always. Um, Perhaps you could start by sharing a bit about 66 Norse reason for being, it's, its passion and its purpose. Yes, um, the company got founded uh, back in 1926 in a small town of uh, the West Fjords of Iceland. And uh, whether it's, uh, you know, you can expect all kinds of uh, weather. And uh, the gentleman who started the company, his name is uh, Hans Christiansson. And you can say that uh, his mission was not simply to start a clothing company. His mission was uh, to save lives. And um, the reason why I say that is simply because uh, we have lost so many lives uh, at sea uh, here in Iceland uh, through the uh, hundreds of years. And often the code, the fisherman code, was the difference between life and death. And uh, you can just imagine back in 1926 when there were no weather forecasts and the weather in Iceland uh, changes, uh, you know, from one minute to the next. And uh, so when, uh, you know, you go out fishing in the morning when uh, the sky is blue, um, all of a sudden there's a storm that hits and with the boats open and uh, and, uh, you kind of uh, don't have any shelter. Uh, the, the the fisherman coat is, uh, you know, as I mentioned before, often the difference between life and death. So that's kind of a, the 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 purpose and and why the company was founded. And and since then, uh, the company has always been kind of based on this protection element. So so basically, allowing people to do what they need to do, um, but being you know protected at the same time from the elements uh, that we are facing here in Iceland. Yeah, well, I, I like this because there's, there's something also about protection and adaptation, you know, because um, one has also had to adapt to all of those changing conditions. We were just talking earlier about how actually the weather's changing a lot in Iceland. And, you know, we're finding the consumer goods market quite challenging at the moment. And I'm sure it's the same perhaps for you. I'd be interested in your views on how you're finding the market. You know, it's quite volatile at the moment. And then perhaps also to explore, you know, the tension or the, the healthy tension between you know, selling good products. Um, you have a made-for-life approach, which is is very powerful, um, and being sustainable. You know that sort of healthy tension between selling stuff, but also being sustainable. And and how you find that sitting within the current challenging market. Uh, you talk about like sustainability. W- w- one of the things that I found very interesting with this company when I joined back in two thousand eleven, uh, and I and I I started really studying the company. Uh, was the fact that uh, 
sustainability thinking had always been a part of uh, this company. And and just to name a, a couple of things, I mean, we've always had a repair shop and uh, always repaired uh, uh, the, the, the garments for our customers. And even in the beginning, uh, the repair shop was the biggest revenue driver in the company uh, because people were simply, you know, bringing their coats back uh, again and again, and, and, and we repaired them. And we still run a, a repair shop today, and we repair everything, uh, you know, our customers bring, bring in, whether they tear something up or, or need to change a zipper. And, and another thing that I want to mention also is that uh, I found out that uh, any leftovers, because we run our own factories, any leftovers were being used. Uh, uh, so, for example, if you were, uh, you know, had some leftover cuts of uh, a sweater, uh, then we would make gloves out of that. So, so um, you know, that, that impressed me a lot how, how the thinking in the company was um, when I joined uh, 12 years ago. Um, you talk about challenging markets today. And, uh, of course, uh, I mean, we have, uh, you know, next door uh, a, a war. Uh, we have uh, in, inflation issues. And, uh, I mean, uh, if I speak for, for an Icelandic company, uh, we, we, we have a very kind of a uh, micro currency here in Iceland called the Icelandic krona. And uh, uh, the uh, interest rate now is uh, over 9% uh, and uh, getting close to 10. Uh, we had an announcement yesterday from uh, the Central Bank in Iceland that they were not going for, for the 16th hike in a row. Uh, so, so that at least was good news. But uh, f financing your working capital need in, in, a, in a situation like that can be uh, quite uh, challenging, especially when you're growing a company uh, fast and, and you need to uh, uh, you know, increase your inventory and, 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 and make sure that you, uh, your supply chain uh, can, can uh, be kept in such a way that uh, you can deliver on promises. Surely, though, with all of that going on and those pressures, um, and, and I know a bit about the Icelandic story. It's quite interesting what happened in the last kind of, you know, banking crisis and how it restarted it back to this again, this idea of protection and also adaptation. Um, surely it's, it's all too easy to start racing to the bottom a little bit and worrying too much about the cost uh, and, and taking one's eye off the craftsmanship. What you have here is quite special. It's a craftsmanship quality which one doesn't always get in other brands um, you have your own factories you have a sense of community you have circularity it's easy when the finance director and I have nothing against finance directors but you know they can start sort of running the business a little bit um, by the PL for the PL um, speak to that little tension a little bit and, and how one has to have faith as it were in the quality um, even in the midst of volatility. Yeah, I, I think uh, for me running this company, uh, what I, you know, when, when I need to make fundamental decisions um, on uh, both strategy and, 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 and the things you mentioned, like sustainability and of, often the, 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 the uh, tension, as you say, between craftsmanship and, and, and saving money, I, I usually, you know, go back and ask myself, what would the founder have done? What would Hans Christiansen have done? And, uh, you know, first and foremost, he talked about quality and, and making sure that uh, things were durable and uh, would last. 
Um, so, so, so that has been kind of ingrained in the DNA of the company since we started back in 1926, because you can't compromise on those things when you're making clothes that uh, should save lives. So, so uh, that that that's what I usually uh, go to when I when I think about uh, you know should we spend money on this or 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 not. Then I what also kind of a, affects my decision making is uh, uh, in this world that we live in. I think uh, companies and corporations can play a very important role in this uh, in in being responsible. And, and set a good example. And uh, we have been trying to do that, uh, especially um, kind of a promoting our collaborations we've been doing recently. And uh, just to mention a couple, uh, we did a collaboration with the Danish fashion brand Ganni. And uh, when we did the, the last one, uh, which was uh, now uh, in the spring of 2023, uh, we decided to focus on sustainability and we made uh, garments out of leftovers. And and one of the key jackets uh, that we made, we we only had fabrics for forty jackets. And and uh, you know, to people uh, within this industry, they understand that that really doesn't make any sense on the bottom line, making forty jackets because you have to go through the same design phase and development and all of those things. But what we wanted to emphasize to people is that uh, even though sometimes uh, your actions don't make sense to the bottom line, they make sense uh, in the bigger picture uh, and, and being responsible. So that's one thing. And we've also been working with a emerging designer, uh, Charlie Constantino, um, and uh, he's, he's, he's from London and a newly graduate from St. Martin's. And uh, we've done the same thing with uh, with the collaboration with Charlie. Charlie went to our factory in, in Latvia with, uh, you know, one of our designers, and they studied basically what we had of leftovers. And uh, they came up with all kinds of creative solutions like, uh, you know, tying it in a different way and, and more environmentally way and so on. And uh, again, th this doesn't necessarily mean that, uh, you know, you would make uh, the most money out of doing it this way. But uh, we feel it's our responsibility to do it and not only to do it, but to communicate it and tell other companies that, uh, you know, this can be done uh, as a part of what you're offering. And we believe also that people out there appreciate it. Yeah, I, I agree. And I think sometimes it's easy to sort of spend money on PR and um, perhaps even greenwashing, which people sense these days. They just sense it. And I mean, yesterday I was here with a leader from another consumer goods company that I will actually connect you with because I think there's a potential partnership possibility there. Um, but we were around the fire and I mentioned, as I said, 66 degrees north. And the immediate response was one of, oh, yes, now that's quality. Now that speaks. People know that. Um, but it's easy to lose that. And so, you know, good for you holding on to that and 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 hearing you say that in, in difficult times, actually asking yourself, what would the founder do? What's the essence of what this company is really about? Now, to you as a CEO, I know your track record, you've been owning and leading companies, um, and now you're here enjoying this company. Actually, 12 years is quite a long time for you, so you must be enjoying your time at 66 North. Um, what do you actually enjoy about being a CEO? Why Why be a CEO? There are, there are many things that I enjoy being CEO. Um, I mean, one of the things is 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 that you're creating something. You 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 and and uh, Iceland does not have a global consumer brand uh, yet. Uh, and uh, you know, I'm in this business with my wife, who's my business partner, 
and uh, she actually pointed this brand out to me and uh, she was teaching uh, branding at, at the University of Reykjavik at that time and uh, she said to me you know I'm always bringing up uh, examples of uh, global consumer brands but I never have any kind of a real consumer brand coming from Iceland and I believe 66 North could be that brand and and uh, so so uh, that that I I really burn for to to build something uh, you know of of importance. Another thing that I I, I really burn for is uh, I love to work with people and I love to build people and I, I I I love to see people reach their goals you know set challenging goals and and work hard and and, and reach them and uh, you know we have emphasized in our. Uh, uh, time with this company to to build a strong culture, and uh, we measure uh, job satisfaction uh, once a month uh, with a kind of a uh, simple questionnaire that being sent uh, by a company we, we we buy the survey from. So it takes you within two minutes to answer this on your mobile phone or you can uh, on your laptop, and and uh, we have uh, you know uh, been consistently scoring above four point five out of out, out of five which I'm very pleased with. And, and as soon as we sense something that is kind of a not working properly within the company, we, we, we go directly uh, and, and work with the, with the people in each department to, to kind of fix that. So that, that is enormously rewarding as well to see people grow, work in, a, you know, in an environment that they think is both challenging and, 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 and fun to work in. And then the third element about uh, being a, a CEO, I think, is uh, how in a positive way, you can affect uh, um, the the the, the uh, society around you, and and, and uh, so so you can make good things happen uh, when when uh, you you are uh, running a company. You can set a good example, and um, sometimes your your voice uh, can be heard. And 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 uh, so so you need to think about carefully what it is you can do uh, to to improve the society you live in. Yeah, well, there's a lot there. I mean, just those three streams I could dive into. You know, the the capacity to help grow and develop something, um, something of importance and relevance, and and then also to develop a community and allow people to really become more of who they are, and using your skill to scan the system. You talked about uh, one of your tools, you've got this HR monitor tool, which helps you detect and sense where there's stuckness, where there's flow in the system. And, you know, often the people I coach, rather than calling themselves chief um, executive officers are actually chief ecosystem officers, you know, scanning that system, not just within the culture, but across the business all the time. It requires a certain aptitude and, uh, and CEOs can really enjoy that. And, and, and lastly, but by no means leastly, this recognition that it comes with a responsibility. You're a leader. People look up to you. You have an opportunity to help improve community and the more than human world in ways. So um, this brings me to a word, respect, which I know is a word that you, you like. I mean, we were both talking about this earlier in our conversations. And I like respect because in many ways it goes to the heart of what regenerative leadership is about, this ability to find right relationship, right relationship with our own selves, which we don't often always do, you know, the ability to actually feel in flow and be in our authenticity, right relationship with others that we're working with uh, and leading, and right, right relationship with the community and the wider world in which we're serving. What does respect 
do for you as a as a kind of value? Well, uh, you know, be, because to me, I think uh, you know, uh, the respect for yourself uh, has to come first, uh, and and uh, and 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 that requires that you know your values, and and uh, and then you have to sit down once in a while and contemplate, you know, am I really acting according to my values? You know, if one of your values is to care about people, like uh, within our company, I mean, that's one of our values, care. We care about the customer, we care about each other. Uh, then you have to sit down and, and, and you have to ask yourself, uh, am I really living that particular value? So, so uh, um, and, and when you run a company, uh, I mean, there are ups and downs, uh, for sure. And, and um, often uh, there is a temptation to cut corners, uh, especially when the wind is blowing against you. And, and, so, uh, and that is when your values are really being tested. Uh, so, uh, you know, referring once again to, to the fundamental values, both of the company and, and my own values, uh, quality is one of the values that we have as a company. And uh, so we have to ask ourselves, am I compromising on any of those fundamental values? Um, then uh, the, the, re the respect uh, from the outside to me is more like, uh, you know, what, what can you kind of leave behind you? And, and are, are you building something that lasts? Are you building something that uh, you think will improve the world in, in some way? And uh, I believe working with 66 North that uh, we are doing that because uh, what we are emphasizing, we are emphasizing what we call slow fashion. And, um, you know, the company evolved from being, uh, you know, making coats for Icelandic fishermen into being like a protective everyday garments uh, in, in uh, whatever conditions uh, you're facing, whether it's a snowstorm in Iceland or a you know, cold day in New York or a rainy day in London. So 66 North has always been, as I said before, about uh, you know, pr protection. So, 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 so the, these are uh, kind of the, 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 the fundamentals kind of matters. So, yeah, that, that's interesting. So your own leadership style, this capacity to tune in, to give and receive feedback, to listen, to listen to oneself. I like this idea when you said about, you know, your business is obviously full of all sorts of ups and downs and challenges. And that sometimes when the wind's against us, we kind of, you know, try to cut corners. And the image I had was then of, of sailing. You know, you're sailing that boat. You've got to have that inner compass. You've got to know and, and know how to live the values in challenging times, not in just in, in the nice sunny climbs. And, and scanning that system all the time. What's above? What's happening? How is the wind changing? What front is coming in? And what wake are we leaving behind us? You know, we're moving through the ocean. You know, how are we participating? And this idea of slow fashion is, is very powerful. I think the something brewing in the fashion industry at the moment um I'm, I'm sure you sense it as well as me uh, and more people watching what's going on we have a 
um, a, a lovely CEO. I, I also coach um, from CEO of Chloe, the fashion brand, doing some really good work. Someone else I'll connect you with. Um, look, there's a lot here. This is rich. You've got a very interesting company, and I hope I hope the living system um, um, has you for a few years longer to to, to pass it through these um, rich seas ahead. Any final tips or tip that you might share with others on this journey? I mean, my, my final tip is maybe um, for for anyone out there. Uh, at least that's what has worked well for me. Is is as I mentioned before. You I mean make sure that you have your own values set in order. And, and one, one of the values I mentioned before is caring. It's not only care about people, but care about your surroundings and care about the environment. And uh, I, um, uh, my father and my mother, they, they inspired me to start planting trees when I was 13 years old. And uh, so uh, I became very interested in uh, planting trees. And, and, and I've noticed also the, when I was a young kid, I was uh, sent out during the summer to work in the in the country at a farm, where I basically learned to to the 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 value of hard work, and and but I, what it also got me in touch with was nature, whether it was the animals or the or the environment, and uh, I I usually say to people, um, you know, the best way to protect nature is to be in touch with nature because you have to. Uh, if you're in touch with someone, you learn to respect that person. And the same thing is true about nature. You, you become connected with nature. And, uh, and so um, it, it's also very healthy for us to, to be in nature. And we, 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 it helps us to relax and, uh, and kind of reconnect. And, uh, and I think uh, we, we, we should all keep that in mind because... Uh, that is at least what connects me, and uh, and if we are to save the planet, I think uh, we need to live in a very good relationship with nature, and 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 that is not possible unless we spend time in nature. Yeah, I I couldn't agree more. This capacity to recognize that helping nature starts with our ability to be in touch with it. And that also speaks to our own human nature. You know, to be in touch with our own drama helps us then empathize and work with others. Um, but this capacity to really be in touch with nature, as you say, it grounds us, it opens us, allows us to connect much richer. And that, of course, then leads into respect and care for the things around us. What a wonderful conversation. I could, I could speak for you for, for hours. Uh, thank you so much for your time today, Helgi. Likewise. Thank you very much for having me. For more on Leading by Nature, you can follow me, Giles Hutchins, on LinkedIn and visit gileshutchins.com for free downloads of tools and practices for regenerative leadership and future fit business. Also, watch out for my latest book, Leading by Nature, The Process of Becoming a Regenerative Leader.